everybody. Welcome back to the Insightful Thinkers podcast. We often hear talk about the so-called dark ages. However, it is a misconception that some thousand-year period of stagnation and obscurity ever existed. So where did the term originate? And how did it come to infiltrate the global vernacular? Even Carl Sagan, perhaps the greatest science communicator ever, believed in the concept of the Dark Ages. In his best-selling 1980 book, Cosmos, he drew a timeline featuring a range of famous names and events in the history of science. After listing ancient figures like Pythagoras and Plato, he marked, quote-unquote, onset of Dark Ages around the year 400. He then left a wide blank space all the way until 1500, Only then does he resume listing influential figures like Columbus and da Vinci. Sagan says the thousand-year gap in the middle of the diagram represents a poignant lost opportunity for the human species. So it's not just uh, the layman who who believes uh, in the Dark Ages. It's great science communicators like Sagan who... uh, who believe in this this misconception because it's just so common to think of of the Middle Ages as the Dark Ages. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How did this term of the Dark Ages originate? How did it kind of spread? And and we're really talking uh, more so about the history of the term itself rather than what actually happened in the Dark Ages like we have in previous episodes of the Enlightenment or the revolutions. But we're talking about this term of the Dark Ages and we're going to try to dispel this misconception today. For sources and further reading, please refer to the episode description. So let's try to define uh, these so-called Dark Ages. So they're the period between the 5th and the 15th centuries, uh, also known as the Middle Ages or the Medieval Period. The term is sometimes mythicized as a heroic age, but more often... Uh, The period is imagined as archaic, primitive, and suffering from impoverishment of civilization. It's viewed mostly as a stage from which we emerged from. We emerged out of the dark into the light. There is some truth to the idea that there there is somewhat something of a historical gap during this period, kind of like Sagan alluded to. For some topics, and in some regions of early medieval Europe, written evidence is scarce. There was also a major shift in Europe after the fall of the Roman Empire, and this certainly came with its own setbacks for the the people of the early Middle Ages. And it could even be argued that life in the Roman Empire may have been less burdensome and even nicer than life in the Dark Ages for a lot of people. But as historians began to develop a new appreciation for some of the brilliance of medieval culture and science and innovation, the term Dark Ages began a steady decline. So historians now prefer the less pejorative term Middle Ages. Um, So the consensus is now that progress continued during the time of the so-called Dark Ages and that the advancements made during this period laid the groundwork for future intellectual movements as opposed to these future movements just appearing out of nowhere and appearing out of the darkness after a thousand years. So let's talk about the history of the term, exactly where it dates back to. The notion of 
dividing time generally into certain periods has really been around since Petrarch in the mid-14th century, and he referred to the Dark Ages at or around 1337. To Petrarch, literature and ideas of his time in the 14th century were seriously degraded compared to the literature of the Roman Empire. He thought that there were no major literary achievements that could define the culture of the Dark Ages in the same way as the Romans had done uh, or, or the Greeks, like, like with Iliad and the Odyssey. To Petrarch, the term Dark Age was a perfect representation for the lack of culture that he perceived in Western Europe at the time. He believed that the classical era, or the period uh, from generally from the great Greek civilizations to the fall of Rome, was rich with cultural advancement, and he believed that both Roman and Greek civilizations had provided the world with unmatched contributions to art, science, philosophy, architecture, and political systems. Petrarch really idealized Greece, and he romanticized Rome, pardon the pun. He once said, what else is all history if not the praise of Rome? So he really idealized Rome or romanticized it. And in his imagination, the Dark Ages began as soon as that Rome, that beloved Rome fell in 400 AD, when, when the barbarians, he said, destroyed Rome. He believed the following centuries of darkness would last until Western Europeans recovered the civilization of ancient Rome. He really wanted to go back to these times, and he actually thought he would one day witness the recovery of uh, a society like, like Rome. Now, though Petrarch was a historian, he incorrectly passed over the medieval centuries as if it was just a time of total silence and innovation and in and, and culture. This quote from Petrarch summarizes how he conceptualized the Dark Ages. He says, Amidst the errors, there shone forth men of genius, and no less keen were their eyes. But they were surrounded by darkness and gloom, so they shouldn't be hated for their erring, but rather pitied for their ill fate of living in the Dark Ages. So he's almost conceding that, oh yeah, there were maybe some men of genius, uh, during the dark ages, but we, 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 we shouldn't blame them for not uh, really doing much innovation because they were just in this shroud of darkness in the dark ages. And, um, we, they should be pitied because they were just living in such a bad dark time, even though there were uh, men of genius during the dark ages. So he really, this is where the term came from. He, he really looked down upon his own time and called it the dark ages. This conception of the Middle Ages as the Dark Ages really continued in the time of the Renaissance, in, the, in 15th and 16th century Europe, particularly with the Italian humanists of the Renaissance. The Italian humanists revived the study of classical antiquity, just like Petrarch did. The humanists of the Renaissance thought of their time of as a time of revolution and a time of renovation from a darker past. They thought that the, they were kind of the renovators and, and they, they were responsible for bringing us up out of the darkness. The idea of renovation that they had brought with it the idea of a period of, of ignorance of classical culture that the... Uh, the people in the dark ages had they, but they thought they were renovating this classical culture. They were bringing it back. And this is the Renaissance time. 
Their period to them was a rebirth and a light that supplanted the darkness of the earlier period. The whole idea of the Italian Renaissance is inseparably connected with the notion of the preceding era as an age of obscurity. These Italian humanists believed that in their time, to use the words of Petrarch, the darkness had been dispersed and that they had come again into pure radiance. They idealized antiquity and the Middle Ages to them were nothing but a useless gap separating them from that time. To them, the decline of Rome led to nothing but a period of barbaric darkness, just like Petrarch thought. They really wanted to break away from the medieval past and all of its traditions. And they were convinced that they were the ones responsible for breaking these old dark traditions. The humanists who took up the idea of the regrettable, forgettable Middle Ages of the fi- in the 15th century were obsessed, just like Petrarch, with the periodization of, of times and separating it into classical times and Renaissance times and Dark Age times. And they really looked to separate their time from the dark time. This is from Nelson, 2007, one of the sources for this episode. Confidently believing their time was a time of reborn classical culture, they rescued Greek from near oblivion, removed errors from Latin, cleared fog from philosophy, crassness from theology, and crudeness from art. So they, in one sense, they, they kind of believed that they were the regenerators of, of uh, classical culture and, and, and antiquity and the beautiful things of that that were not uh, found within the Dark Ages. And they put their belief uh, to work, too. They didn't just believe it. They actually did uh, rescue a lot of old Greek, and they removed errors, and they were, uh, they, they kind of uh, saw, they fixed up uh, and, and softened up some things in theology, removed the crassness out of it, and cleared the fog from philosophy, and, 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 and really um, edited a lot of these old works that they thought had been neglected during the dark ages. So they kind of, this is why it's called the Renaissance. They, it's the regeneration of all of these things going back to these times uh, when these times had been previously forgotten. It was something of a cleansing that was happening during this Renaissance time, like a, a washing of the dark ages from the humanists' hands. By the age of the Enlightenment, the idea of the dark ages had spread throughout all of modern Europe, the idea of the Dark Ages really became established and peaked during the Enlightenment. There were a host of terms used to describe the Middle Ages during the Enlightenment, like the barbarous ages, the obscure ages, the monkish ages, the muddy ages, and the Gothic period. The obvious antonym for Enlightenment was Dark Age. The very name Enlightenment then stood in complete opposition against the early era of darkness that they were uh, totally reversing. They brought light to the darkness. In Hume's history of England, for instance, every medieval century is displayed as being ignorant, barbarous, blind, superstitious, and dark. And in Edward Gibbon's 1776 work, also during the Enlightenment, called The History of the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, he said, The darkest ages of the Latin world happened after the sack of Rome in 1410. 
So he has this same idea that Petrarch had. Once Rome fell, everything just became dark. He contrasted the darkness of the Middle Ages with his own age of enlightenment. He believed that the sleep of a thousand years, or the Dark Ages, the 5th to 15th century, could end only with a rediscovery of Rome, just like Petrarch thought almost half a millennium before him. Only by going back to Roman culture and a Roman way of life can we come out of this darkness. So for some Enlightenment thinkers, the expression Dark Ages was used as a denunciation of the medieval conception of the world, of the medieval attitude towards life, and of their entire culture, pretty much. Enlightenment is replacing these Dark Ages. So it was during the Enlightenment when the Dark Ages really became synonymous for good with the Middle Ages. And that continues to this day. The fact that so many of us are still familiar with the idea of the Dark Ages reflects how the idea has now totally infiltrated the global vernacular uh, of the present day. It's now common to use the term medieval as an adjective to describe abominable things. Scholars have found that medieval is commonly used to describe nouns like torture, warfare, and regime. This type of usage has become increasingly entrenched in the past 30 years in pop culture too. In Pulp Fiction, one of the greatest movies of all time, Marcellus says, and I quote, I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. In the press also, some so-called backwards Middle Eastern countries have been described as medieval. The word medieval is also routinely used to sum up uh, the activities of terrorist groups. So we really... This idea of the Dark Ages has become so entrenched and the medieval ages is being dark that now we use the term medieval to just describe these abominable things. So this is really how the the term Dark Ages uh, infiltrated our language, where it started. The funniest thing is that it all really did start. This, This misconception that now has infected everyone's minds who thinks of these these medieval times as being dark ages it all came from this one man petrarch uh the middle ages never should have been classified as the dark ages and they never would have been if it weren't for him even brilliant minds like carl sagan are not immune uh to to thinking of these times as the dark ages because it's just infiltrated everyone's terminology and infiltrated my thinking before this episode and maybe yours as well and it may not leave everyone's everyone's minds and until another thousand years who knows thanks a lot petrarch (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode everybody if you liked it the best thing you can do is to share with someone who you think would like it too this has been the insightful thinkers podcast in-depth analysis diverse set of topics we'll see you next week This podcast is a production of Insightful Thinkers Media.